Unique. If I've, it's that or a photon torpedo, then we know I it's think, Kirsten. I think uh, we should give away a new uh, Kofi thing to people who subscribe tier three or higher. I think a recording of Kirsten screaming that they can use as a ringtone. There you go. That'd be cool. I totally need to be authentic. So we really need to like wake Kirsten up in the middle of the night with like a red hot ember. Kind of like uh, Scotty doesn't know ringtone. You know, Kinda, you can just yeah. hand them out for free. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Geek Shock, number 696, I am Vlarg. 80s Jeff. 69, nice. Quark's bartender, a.k.a. Darren Benjamin. And Deb. And we're here to talk Week in Geek. As you may notice, Torgo is out this week. He is getting an ass lift. So I'm running yes. our shiny new board, and we trade it up for Darren, Quark's favorite bartender. Ooh, That's right. Quark's most famous bartender. Stop with that. <laughs> we, uh, not, not favorite, most famous. No. We, we asked Jeff if he could pull some strings and bring in a celebrity. And uh, <laughs> Remember when, uh, remember when Mattingly like, remember when Mattingly made me look like an idiot on the old show? Back in the day. Oh, for the what? for the bump. Yeah. What? He 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 took great offense at Jelly Biglins. Um, it was a uh, yeah. It was uh, laying into him. Yeah, he laid into me pretty hard. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> it was like we were all used to it. But I was like I was afterwards. Darren was the... like, <laughs> "Fuck, fuck that fucking." I was unprepared <laughs> for the hit piece <laughs> that puppet. was about to befall me. <laughs> fuck the fucking puppet. I like that. He doesn't say fuck. Fuck Paul! It's fuck that puppet. <laughs> well, that may have come, may have come up later, but specifically, well, I, it was I, like right after it was that. I specifically, puppet. yeah, remember you know thinking that puppet had something shoved way too far up his ass that day. <laughs> oh uh, well, it did. <laughs> Spectacularly, Paul Mattingly. Yeah. Well, we're saying happy birthday to Jeff this week. Oh yay! You're 29. 49. 49. Oh, oh 49. Plus, plus 20. Yeah. Close. So close. <laughs> so close. Uh, we'll talk about what you did for your birthday in a minute, yeah. uh, but first, we've got some listener mail. Listener mail! Listener mail! We don't have a theme song for this, though we should. Um, yes, we do. We do? Oh, it's yeah, it's, it's me, isn't it? Mail! Yeah. Mail. <laughs> we got mail. Yeah. This yeah. is what you get for free. Yeah, I remember. Okay, yeah, now I remember that. <laughs> this is from Two is One. Uh, his subject is, I'm really sorry, but Vlarg was right. Uh, wow! I don't oh, like where this. I is wonder. I, I wonder this how this uh, mail got selected for this particular yeah, episode. No, 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 there were two pieces of mail, and this is one of them. <laughs> Dear Geek Lords, I wish to apologize most sincerely to have to say this, but Vlarg was right, dude. You don't have to apologize. In episode six ninety four, you were discussing Dune and how when authors are left to their own devices for series for long enough, they get weird. And Vlarg said that even Stephen King wasn't immune to this, and immediately everyone rightly derided him on this because come on Vlark said it it can't be right however the Dark Tower series would say otherwise few other authors have not only written themselves into the story but then gone on to decide that them being hit by a car was a pivotal and essential part of the universe working and that probably isn't even the top 10 weirdest parts of that series again I'm really sorry about this two is one Oh, you know, the the whole the whole uh, people rankling at authorial insert is just dumb Everybody bitches about that, and that's like a that's a very hipster approach to maybe two hipsters for one. Is it almost like a director putting himself in a movie? 
nobody cares about that. Well, it's, yeah. it depends on whether. Well, it's a little more ham-handed because yeah. yeah, the yeah. the director generally like Hitchcock. He just walks by walking a dog, and that's it. And I don't mind the know. director cameo, but like if they're yeah, if an author wants to write himself in the book, so be it. Exactly his book. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't read his books. There you go. And I don't. Whoa. <laughs> I've never I been think, a King fan, dude. I, I think I've only read the Dark Tower books. Yeah. And that's it. And I don't think I've ever read another Stephen King novel. Oh. See, I have, I've read or like three the of the Dark short stories I have. And that's it. I read the Langoliers. It was, in a, it was in a short story compilation thing. It was okay. But, eh, you jump back in time too often for me. Does Stephen King writing as Richard Bachman count? I don't know. Because I did read the original Running Man. Way different than the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Way, way Yeah, way, way different. different. Like, uh, the biggest example was, you know, if, if nobody has read this in our audience, uh, you could go anywhere in the world. You weren't geographically restricted to where you could face off against the... Th- uh, that and a lot less spandex, I think. Yes. I, don't, I don't think there were as much spandex. <laughs> but yeah, you could go anywhere in the world and the hunters could go well, after the, you. The, I, I love the, the whole thing with Richard Bachman being mm-hmm. that, that one reviewer that said, Richard yeah. Bachman is Stephen King if he could write. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a meme recently. It was uh, a hair, the difference between books and movies. And it showed, it showed books and it had Harry Potter written in text. And it said movies, and it had a picture of Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter, and that sold it to me a hundred percent. There's a huge difference between the two, and you can never compare the two. There's absolutely no comparing them. Yes, the characters may be the same, but the minute you start comparing a book to a movie, you've already lost. Oh, mm-hmm. oh well, yeah. yeah. There's definitely that. If I had done that, mean I, I would have actually used a picture in the Harry Potter. I would have taken a picture of Tim Hunter from DC's Books of Magic. And put that in there, because he's a very Harry Potter-esque looking character that appeared years before Harry Potter. So, books of magic. You got to refresh my memory. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's a it's a DC by uh, Neil Gaiman, <clears throat> three books, and the new great mage of the DC universe is going to be this boy. Uh, Tim Hunter, and he's just an average old English kid skateboarding around with his tussled black hair and his thick black framed glasses. When was this written? Hmm? When was it written? It was written, it was actually, well, written and drawn uh, before Harry Potter. Well, when? Because the books actually came out in the late 90s. Yeah. Uh, And uh, Books of Magic came out in the early 90s. Interesting, mm. interesting. Yeah. That's like uh, um, Star Blazers. Anybody ever, ever watch Star Blazers? No. It came out in Japan in 1972, and George Lucas sued Star Blazers when it came to the United States because it said it was too close to his Star Wars. <laughs> and it actually went to trial, and then the, the, the judge was like, well, Sarah. this came out in 1972 in Japan. How is this? <laughs> and they just dropped the case. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, yeah, it's just like um, – it 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 <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. It's funny that that actually went to trial. Yeah. Then, because that actually needed to to stop beforehand. Well before a trial, unless yeah, they were hoping to argue the English rewrite. Because didn't Lucas yeah, I also? Think maybe that was the point. Lucas also sued Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah. And they threw it out because both of them were too similar to Star Trek. 
And that was like the, uh, the punchline. Actually, I think I, 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 I'm I think to that's, the, that's story. the through line. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. the crazy thing about that case was that it was the same people doing the same special effects. It was. Yeah. Dykstra. So he was like suing yeah. his own people. Yeah. Well, yeah, way, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in yeah. a way. You know, yeah, well, it was because Dykstra was no yeah. longer with him and he doing. Was trying to make stuff. a living, you know. <clears throat> hey, hey, how about that? We got another piece of mail. Oh, good. Uh, what, did, what, what did wonderful, great thing that Vlarg do this time? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I really <laughs> like pieces of mail where Vlarg does something great. Yeah. We don't get enough of those. We, 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 yeah. I didn't realize we got any of those. I know. You notice. I think he ri- Torgo suppresses did- those <laughs> from the show. I think oh. he takes those, writes back, and says, eat shit. And then just throws Very. the email away. No, no, no. It's just like... Uh, error, uh, uh, you know, address line? unknown, server <laughs> error, something like that, and that, yeah, yeah, you know, gentlemen and Deb, going to Gen Con in August for the first time in twenty plus years. The mm. last time I went was in Milwaukee, looking for general con advice. That said, I am a veteran, so there will be no con funk tolerated. I'm looking for your deeper cuts, advice from experts, but not for beginners. Also happy to connect if any fellow shock monkeys will be attending. Thanks, Mad Martron. Mad Martron. Hmm. So we looked at going to Gen Con, actually. We wanted to go, um, Barry oh. and I. Um, the only thing about this convention, it's different than a lot of other comic conventions we've been to because it is solely focused on gaming. Right. Yep. Tabletop, every type the of tabletop game, gaming. gaming convention, yeah. And so it doesn't have your traditional, like, you know, panels to go see and uh, the dealer's room. I know there is a dealer's room, but it's not the same because it's a convention focused on gaming. So what you're going to be able to do at the con is going to be totally different than what we've generally experienced as a whole, I think. It, I, um, uh, I think there's no escaping the funk no matter what you do. <laughs> yeah, it's especially gonna, at a gaming you're con. You're going to get hit with it no matter what. Yeah. The, the yeah. year must have been 2001. 2001. The year was the 2001. Year was- <laughs> I stank so bad they made me a geek. Uh, we were in uh, San Diego Comic Con, and I was meeting Steve Biggs at the gaming area, which was set far apart from from everywhere else. I didn't understand why until I walked in there. <laughs> Wasn't it downstairs? Physically isolated. <laughs> yeah, physically isolated because it stank. There was a stink where of unwashed people who there. There are some people who go to cons, all kinds of cons, just to play like tabletop games. <clears throat> yeah, but they don't get up and move around. Walk. They just sit there and, and stink. They just play. Yeah, and they play all day and all night long, and it's gross. Uh, and when they're sitting in one place for that long, sucking down hot dogs or whatever they're doing. It's stinking up the room. It's 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 terrible, dude. I I it's to- like I told the story before. There is this this gaming podcast, and these guys were talking about packing up for a convention, and they were talking. You don't need to bag. You just need your carry on. You just want your dice and and one or two relevant rule books and you know some t- uh, toothpaste and this and and I shit you not. I shit you not. And they said and then just go with the clothes on your back. And it was like, I I waited for the punchline. I waited for them to be like, ha, 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 no, we don't mean that. No, they meant it. I was just. That's terrible, <laughs> terrible it's, advice. It's kind of like. the worst. It's kind of like uh, the World Series of Poker. Have you ever been in that room here in town? I've been in the room. 
Yes. That, that room ha- must get funky. I haven't been there during if the World Series of Poker. If you ever want to see the worst of humanity, a den of debauchery, the real deal, go to the floor of the of the World Series of Poker. And it's it not is. the people you typically see on TV on the right, right. No, it's, it's the people in the the corner tables. It's it's right. scary. It's like the you're like they make this many people that are like this. <laughs> not nearly enough Kim Kardashians <laughs> in their mirror sunglasses. <laughs> no, damn. Ugh. Um, prep for what you want to eat early. Don't just show up and go. Well, what is there to eat around here? Because then you're going to eat yes. in the con. You don't want to eat in the con. You'll be expensive. you'll be spending a lot of money for, for air fried French fries and uh, yeah. some kind of roller hot dog on a stale bun. Ugh. Now, fortunately, I we did some some recon on uh, Gen Con, and there are food trucks out there. Yes, yes. Nice. there's a whole bunch of food trucks, and you'll find something decent to eat. But if you're looking for something nicer. You may want to make that reservation in advance. At mm-hmm. least that's my experience at Comic Con, where we'd always have to uh, make a reservation if you're with a group. Well, yeah, in advance. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I always Comic-Con. tell people um, <clears throat> bring, like, go to a grocery store and get like uh, a trail mix bar or some kind of uh, a, not necessarily even a protein bar, but you know, one of those that you can snack on fairly easy during the day because. You may be stuck in a room yes. and stuck in the middle of a row that you can't get out of. That's and my. If you have one of those in your pocket. That's that's my chief thing there. Bring some snacks. Because, you know, uh, f- frankly, if you got to eat, right, mm-hmm. you just grab what you grab unless you're socializing. Right. Right. And then you eat with your, with your group of friends. Otherwise, just grab your snacks and game. Because Gen Con. Th- they're not just running games in the in the panel rooms and meeting rooms. You're going to see people sitting on the skywalk and, and yep. in corridors oh, yeah, and everywhere. stuff. And you could literally 24-hour game if you wanted to. Yeah. You could literally just keep rolling dice the whole fucking time. Which, so, if that's your thing, dude, do it. Yeah, and just pack some food with you to, to, uh, to eat while you're doing that. Nothing that's too crunchy. Don't be that guy. And yeah. Nothing that's too messy <laughs> or perishable. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is a, although perishable. If it perishes, who's gonna notice? Though one time for Comic Con, <laughs> I remember had I, had my, I had my backpack with me and I brought like a full bottle of Glenfiddich 15 year <laughs> and and two glasses. It Hell sounds yeah. like Barry. I, like if I'm doing it, I'm doing it right. Water bottle. It's become. Very common now for for convention centers to have quote unquote hydration stations, yeah, which sounds like pretentious word for water fountain. But yeah. now they actually have the whole put your water bottle yeah. in there, and they're chilled and filtered. Yeah, I can't so. guarantee that they all have them, but you know, most of most, most of the newer ones, ones. most yeah. of the most of the big ones do now. I'm yeah. discovering that in my research as I do more and more for the magazine. They've all everybody's put hydration stations, hydration stations, and they're getting all excited. They've retrofitted all those places now. They're just pretty much any anytime they replace one, it's getting one of those now. Yeah. Oh, um, here's a good tip: find the bathroom that's farthest away from the common area. You go <laughs> in. Or, or even one that may be <clears throat> hidden on another floor. Oh yeah, yeah, hidden bathrooms. Because for one, it'll be clean. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure they all clean them spick and span day every, every night. But if people have been using them, yeah, mm, they get used. Yeah, I remember at the San Diego Convention Center, there was like a in-between floor that hardly anybody yeah. stopped at, and there were some restrooms in there, and I swear to God, those ones were always spotless. 
So if you were having any kind of issues, those were the ones to go. To. The ones way over things. near the press rooms where nobody mm-hmm. went except for press. Those yes. are the best ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Find the press rooms, Martrin. Yeah, after, after Comic-Con, I saw a bathroom crying in the corner one day. <laughs> it had been so used and abused. It was like, I'm like, do you need a hug bathroom? <laughs> there he is, and there's Darren, generous man that he is. Hugging this sloppy, you know what? I worked, messy, I worked in an Irish bathroom. pub for th- you know, 13, 14 years. I had to clean up some serious shit. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> One thing that we have found at Comic-Con that works if you're with other people. Um, when you're at a big, crowded convention, cell phones don't always work. Yeah. So we bring walkie-talkies. Um, ah, yeah, some people do do that as well. So sometimes you have to find a good channel. But um, if you're going to be with anybody else and you plan to split up for part of the day, what's the most interesting thing you heard over a walkie-talkie? You usually say. get CB radio chat oh, sometimes on the walkie-talkie. Yeah, no, oh, I thought yeah. you were going to give me something good. I was nah. like, yes, yes, yes. I know, like a GM telling a, a guy, okay, when you come back to the table, I want you to betray them in the third <laughs> round. <laughs> <laughs> Torgo, you just come up behind Vlar and stab him right in the back. Yes. I like that. I like that thread. Yeah. That's, I don't like that, that, that thread. thread. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, the walkie-talkie thing, actually, I, man, uh, I bought a set of walkie-talkies from my parents. Jeez Louise. The first thing they did is, well, they read the instructions, which is weird because my, my dad's usually just get to work, right, and, and doesn't even bother reading instructions. But he reads this one. And, of course, for legal disclaimer, there's talk about the FCC regs and registering and all this stuff because walkie-talkies actually kind of tread in that area of permitted frequencies. And he and my mom start freaking out, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I just got these for you to talk in the casino. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did they go? Did they go down the paranoia rabbit hole? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Oh. They, they were Are just. Are we supposed to be permitted for this? Do we have to get a license? Yeah, for this? they they were just like, if we use these, are we gonna like get sent a, a fine? And oh, and it no. was just like, oh, for crying, just just. just uh. I know, this is kind of off topic, but drones now they have a channel for drones. If like you, I don't know if they broadcast it or what they do, but if you fly into a restricted area, it just drops. Good. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. It, but it's not a it's not an uncontrolled drop. It just powers down and then wow. it hits the ground. So when I was at the when I worked at the quarry, we had a drone to mm-hmm. do. Um, they use it for inventory, so you can map inventory mm-hmm. heights of piles and stuff. Um, and we had to get clearance from really? McCarran every time they were going to fly it because they have to fly it at certain heights to be able to get. Wait, where's the quarry at? Is it at Sloan. McCarran? Oh, Sloan. Oh, okay, okay. For people who don't live in Vegas, it's way <laughs> the fuck out there. It's just. Yeah, but why would you have to get clearance from McCarran? Because you're flying it up, up, up above. It's the still certain... in the flight path area. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Dang, I find yeah. that stuff interesting because it's you know, they're little teeny things, but mm. they could be quite hazardous. Well, yeah. If you have anything specific to ask us about the con, just just drop it on the uh, on the Discord, and we'll, we'll be happy to answer you. I'm sure it'll stir up some. Uh, some conversation, believe me, because everyone's got a con story or five. So, uh, what uh, geeky things did we do this week? Let's start with you two, because I know what geeky things you guys did. We, we did, did a lot. A lot. Spill. Uh, so, first thing, that, well, the 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 thing that set the trip off was we went to L.A. because uh, John Williams was conducting the L.A. Philharmonic at the Hollywood Bowl. And the man's 91, so who Maest- knows? Maestro John yeah. Williams. Holy crap, he's 91 years old? Yeah. 91. Who knows how much longer he's going to be doing this? So uh, Darren was like, do you want to go? And I'm like, 
fuck yeah, let's go. So we uh, we went out. Um, he played all of the uh, well, not played. He conducted all of the the big name uh, movies that you would expect, like Jurassic Park, Star, Star Wars, Wars Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones uh, e. Schindler's List. He didn't do he did Harry not Potter. do Harry Potter. In fact, Darren kept. Bugging me about that. I was like, why do you think he didn't do Harry Potter? I was like, maybe silent protest and J.K. Rowling. I don't That's know. That's what I said. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because a lot of those artists are, you know, friendly with. Yeah. You know, so that's what I, that's kind of what my thinking was. But, uh, but yeah, they, it, it was, it was pretty awesome. Um, we were all the way back at the, at the back of the Hollywood Bowl. On the lawn. But no, we weren't in the, like the lawn part. We were in the, the, one of the last couple seated parts. I didn't spring for the nice seats, but, but you know it's but, like. But that's what I was getting at. It didn't matter. Like the sound quality was still fantastic up there. It's cool. Like if you've never been to the Hollywood Bowl, you must go. And they do so many geeky events. While we were there, I had no idea what they did. But what do we see signs for? Uh, Return of the Jedi in concert. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? There was a Harry Potter in concert. There. I know uh, every year they do a Nightmare Fantasia, Before. Right. Was one yeah, of the Fantasia. ones that up. Oh wow! They did a nightmare. They every year they do a nightmare before Christmas one, right before Halloween, and it usually features uh, um, what's his name? Tim uh, Burton? No, no, not Tim Burton. The guy that was Jack, the singing voice of Jack. Oh, I don't know. His oh, name. Um, from uh, Oingo Boingo. God, what's his name? Danny Elfman. Danny Thank Elfman, you. Yes. Thank you, Danny Elfman. I can't believe I couldn't get that oh, out yeah, of my mouth. He did all the music. He was the singer, and then the guy that was uh, Prince Rupert or whatever from. Uh, um, from uh, that's gosh. a good story. Yeah. Tangled? <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the guy from uh, Princess Bride, <laughs> Prince oh. Rupert Chris Sarandon. Yes, he was the voice of Jack. So he had two two voices in that movie. But if oh, if wow. you didn't know that, yeah. Most older Disney cartoons are like that too. You have an actor who does the talking and yeah. a singer who does the singing, and they're yeah. two different people. Like Natalie Wood in West Side Story. She's dead. Still happened. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> she was still in West Side. I want to. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Died, she wasn't shit. dead in West Side. You know what's crazy? I just was thinking Christopher Walken plays the Emperor in Dune Two, and I'm like, he was on that boat that night. Yeah, but I don't think oh. he'll be singing in Dune. I don't think he'll be singing. I don't. I don't think he'll be confessing to the crime. Either. I don't think he was singing on that boat either. Yeah. I think Natalie was. Yeah, maybe. but she's dead. She was singing with the fish. She was singing. With <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! All right. So what else do you guys see? We, uh, well, then we so we did that, and then and then uh, the next thing didn't we? What did we do next? Didn't we go? We went to Doppel, right? Yeah. Uh, the we got uh, so there is a company called Doppel that was co-founded by uh, Brian um, Henson. Henson. And what they do is they do a 360 picture of you that they turn into a 3D model, and then you get a figurine printed of yourself. So, so four inches, was it four oh inches? Six four inches, inches to 15. Yeah, four, 15. Six, four, yeah. four six, 10, and 15 That's inch like Barbie doll figures. Size, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, not movable, but so you had to like move, put the foes. So figurines, I, not. I want to be yeah. ready to interact with my GI Joes. So I got a four inch one, because I've always wanted to have a mini me play with my mini arcade games i have mm -hmm. so but uh, you know now i want i want to go back and get a six inch mm -hmm. so i can have them play with my star wars figures do they take the picture there they have yeah, to do yeah. damn because we need to get we need to get a 360 of torgo 
get down there and buy a couple of 15 inches for Vlarg. <laughs> well, Torgo well, had what... one printed of himself many years ago, so it's a different different company. But uh, yeah, but his hair is different now. That's true. So you know, I was going to say, Hasbro's do, been doing this for a while with their Has Has Labs or whatever or Hasbro Plus. Yeah, you do. But these look amazing. Pictures. They look really, really well done. Although the smaller versions don't look as big. The bigger you go, the better they scale up. Yeah, better the resolution. Yeah, so, of course, Jeff had to get a 10-inch one. And I, got I'm like, I got a little mini 4-inch. So. <laughs> the jokes write themselves, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, if, you, if you're into 4 inches, I'm your guy. If you want 10 inches, Jeff's, Jeff's your man. <laughs> man it, it, I aim to please, though. I'm just saying because I have to work harder. <laughs> there you okay? go. That's right. Just so we're clear. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's it's you we have to have incredible body image to get that 3D rendering of yourself. Because when saw. you get what you actually look like, as opposed to what you see in the mirror, that well, can be. They yes. let you look at it, so you can. They'll either, uh, if you're not happy with it, they'll retake it, but they'll show you because it's it takes. Wasn't it like 94? individual shots at one time something because like, something like there's like, that, like yeah. 94 or 97 sure. different cameras in there and then they can do bullet time uh they technically stuff. could yeah <laughs> so um, we asked them there plus, oh, plus you can bring props you can do whatever you want you can bring a lightsaber yeah you could bring thor's hammer you could wear different cosplay outfits yeah they they, they actually encourage like cosplay stuff could we, i bring somebody fit and put my head on that body well, and it's funny you say uh, that because i said i would like to get a six inch one Cut the head off, put a magnet in it so I could swap it out with all my little action figures. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, we asked the person yeah, we, there. We asked them what, what was the, the craziest w- things that, that people do. And uh, she's like, well, we have people that do, like, fully nudes and topless in here um, because they just, they are very comfortable with their bodies. And, and we don't say no. And I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't thinking that realm when we asked, the like, because we were literally had just asked about, like, People coming in in costumes, people bringing different props and stuff right. in. Like, there's some like we people bring like their favorite pet and get a picture with that, and then they do the 3D rendering with the, you wow. know with their pet. So um, the totally nude person with a prop in their pet yeah. is probably a weird story. <laughs> Are there any points of articulation? No, no, that's, no, it's they the do problem. Not. It is except it's a, Jeff talking. It's a figurine. It is not an action figure. Okay, I could see uh, someone doing like the full nude thing if they want to put clothes on it just to test to see like how the clothes look so, on them. I'm I, trying to find a good reason for someone to be naked in this. Wow. Thing. You know, some people Clearly, just, there is. some, some people, people just love want to remember themselves at a certain stage in their life. Also, what a <laughs> what a <laughs> great <laughs> gift. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> there you Can go. I get a six inch berry? Because <laughs> I've always wanted to put them in me. You could get a ten Yikes. Oh, Yikes. yeah. I saw that meme where they were talking about they always get stories of how stuff, when people come into the emergency room with oh, something yeah. up their butt, yeah. and they always get the story of how it's an it's accident. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> guys. And the, the guys, statement is like, guys, it, nothing accidentally gets up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was running around outside, and I just happened to have no one in a million shot, Doc. One in a million. I want you to explain that when they're pulling six-inch Barry out of you, Darren. I want to hear that. I'll never let him go. (laughs) Hey, don't worry. If I, if I, if I 
print a, a six inch Barry for you. I'll make sure and get a flared base. Make sure it's make sure if it's for me, it's at least fifteen inches. Okay. Oh my god, <laughs> size queen! Wow, <laughs> I'll give you a flared none base. Of this, You'll be none fine. None of this is re- the reality here, folks. Just so we're clear. <laughs> Just so we're clear. That's right. This, right. This Garrett, role Garrett really wants you to know he doesn't oh, have a 15-inch rectum. I'm glad we have the disclaimer. Rectum, damn near killed him. Point <laughs> <laughs> out that anyway, if there was more women on this podcast, this conversation we, would can, not be happening. Can we? <laughs> I'm sorry, Deb. He's not okay, sorry. So one of the things... One of what the else things, did you do this week that's geeky, darn? <laughs> so uh, Jeff and I had a lovely room together. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. So yeah, one thing leads to another. So uh, anyway, we the thermostat talked, down to sixty-five. Yeah, we talked. We talked <laughs> to them about frozen. Oh, I was he's still like, probably sweating my ass off. And he's, like on, he's like on top of the covers. Yeah. Like at 65 degrees, and I'm like bundled up under. Let's be clear. Oh, wow. In a hotel room, if it says 65, it's still not 65 degrees. Oh, this one was freaking cold. This one was ice cold. I like ice cold. So do I. So do I. Jeff likes to be... Guys are all crazy. Right now, because of my AC problems, folks, I don't have my AC set to where I usually do, so Jeff is happy and I'm miserable. (laughs) Isn't that normally the case? Yeah, usually. (laughs) That sounds terrible. Um, (laughs) So, Doppel, I did tell them, or we were talking about it, they they should totally do a pop-up. Because it would be easy to do at the conventions because you'd have so many people dressed up oh, cosplay. God, yeah. I'm well, pretty sure they it. have they sell a million of them. They have a it. portable one that they uh, are able to take around. and They could do it like Darkest up. Dungeon where yep. you make a reservation. And yeah, then exactly. that way it's... They'd be booked the whole they'd con. They'd be booked. So the, problem, the only problem with it is that they, they take your picture, they charge you, and then they're like, it'll be four to five weeks till you, till you get your product. Is that what it's Sorry, called? Not Darkest, Darkest Dungeon? Dungeon. That's the video game. Yeah, um, wait. It is the... The True Dungeon. True Dungeon. Thank yeah, you. you said it, and I'm like, what? That's a thing? Do you know what I meant? No, I want to do Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> I know. I want to do Truly Darkest Dungeon by Geek Shock. Let's do that. Yeah, it's where a, people come out with mental problems. <laughs> it's a new flavor of Truly Beverage, Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. It's like the Irish coffee one you had at, uh, what was that place we went to afterwards? The Angels, Angels Landing or whatever? Angels Flight. Angels Flight. Angels Flight is their uh, incline railway. Uh, that's in downtown been, LA. Yep, it's in downtown LA. It's it's painted bright orange. It's pretty. It, it's actually pretty fascinating. I've been wanting. It's in to, the first season of Perry Mason. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That I was just gonna say. It's it's, it's in, been Perry in several Mason. TV shows. <laughs> really? Yes. But uh, Raymond Burr's. I've been wanting to do it for forever, just because it's a piece of LA history, and you know, yeah, it's it's over a hundred years old. So I was just like, fuck it, let's go do it. Raymond and, Burr uh, could have been on that thing. He could have, yeah. Uh, With Natalie Wood. But that, yeah, that was cool. It's, if she it's could. a little incline railway. It's supposed yeah, to be um, one of the most, uh, what's the, what did the word they use? They said it was the most, the most tickets purchased for any like private railway. It was the most, it just said it was the most used uh, uh, yeah. railway system in the world. Yeah. More people have been on it than any, yeah. anybody in people history. people going any up and down. Any rail system in, in, yeah. in history. <laughs> no, not going there. <laughs> Le- letting it live, you just let go. <laughs> <laughs> so it is actually the 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 bottom of it is actually right like a block away from the Bradbury Building. Yeah, we did get to go by the Bradbury Building. Holy which shit! Is... You did a fucking geek tour of L.A. Yeah. Well, it was closed. We couldn't get in because uh, we got there at what six o'clock, and it, it closed at like five o'clock for is the day. Is it so? So remind the... people for for oh, people yeah. who don't know, I would, like I, me. Well, I was going to get Bradbury to that. Building. That um, in Blade Runner, you know, where you have that, and it's been in a bunch it's, of TVs it's and movies. It's that famous mo- b- building where the 
the the Just, center is kind of empty and it's like scaffolding and elevators to the, the ironwork on each individual floor and the the offices face into that empty oh, area. Oh, it looks like a turn of the century. Yeah, style. yeah, it's it's yeah. the it was uh, the building in Blade um, Runner. Blade Runner. Um, it's it's it appeared in a number of Twilight Zone featured. Outer Limits episodes. Chinatown. It was with, the uh, office where Jack Nicholson worked in Wolf as the yep. book guy. Okay. So you would see it once you see the interior. One of those. You'll be you'll be like, oh that, and yeah, it's open. So are there people there? It's it's typically it's. You have to be very careful because it has established business hours. Okay, but because a lot of production companies book it out, uh, you could look it up and go, oh, it's open today, and get there, and it might be closed oh, for film. Speaking, right. speaking okay. of that, a lot of downtown LA buildings do <coughs> that's do that. very cool. Speaking of that, we wanted to go to um, what was the what's the cantina place? Uh, Scum and Villainy. Oh, Scum and Villainy Cantina. So, <laughs> yeah. So we looked it up. We look up the hours. We're like, hey, let's go to Scum and Villainy in Hollywood, and we show up, and the guy's like, oh, we're uh, closed for a private event. It's oh. a private ticketed event. Yeah. And I uh, and I literally looked at the website to see if there was anything going on, and there was nothing. So we get there, and I hear Kevin over Smith's, I hear over uh, the audio Kevin Smith talking, and I'm like, "Is it Kevin Smith in there?" Fat Man on Batman. Fat I think. Man so on Batman. Batman. Huh? They always record from yeah. over, from uh, Scum, Scum and Villainy. Villainy. Cantina. Yeah, they were they were they, they were, were there filming there, and so we just sat outside and had a couple beers and, and listened to damn it. Kevin Smith. And I told him I was like, "Did you check to make sure there's nothing going on there?" Because last time I was there, it was uh, you, you know they they had to make us wait outside. Oh, so it's or you, it was, Jeff. It was, <laughs> where it was full, and he's like, "No, I checked. There's nothing." I'm like, "All right." So See, down no, there. we need to do one of those things in Geek Shock shirts because, mm-hmm. like, two broke geeks, Matt Spaulding and Justin, they mentioned that uh, when they attended a Hollywood Babylon and actually uh, got a Q and A, and and Kevin spoke to them and stuff, and they mentioned their their site, they got a spike. They got a spike in numbers. Nice. So, so we got to do these things in uh, in uniform. We got to flash our <laughs> colors, yo. It was it was funny when we looked. I looked online and I and I showed Jeff. There was no mention of this anywhere on their website. The only thing there was a mention of it was on Kevin Smith's uh, reels on Instagram. Had a little teeny thing that said "Scum and Villainy Tonight," and that was it. So they did a piss poor job of marketing that. Well, it but was it full? It was, but I, apparently there is a he has a paid subscription, kind of like. It's uh, a it's a separate ticketed event. And so like and so it's offered to, it. to the, his his paid subscribers first. Right. So they bought all the tickets and then you right. know they didn't nobody ma- managed to put anything online. Well, that, about that, it. I mean, I, it sounds like well, it's something can, for I, his he does for his subscribers. I I can't confirm it wasn't on their social media because I didn't check. But you know. I I looked at I looked at multiple. Well, Darren's but, confirming. Darren did his research in right, true so that, so that's internet what, fashion. Yeah. So that's what you didn't do. <laughs> uh, what else did you not that's, do? That's what I, I looked at. Go to. swimming? TikTok, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and there was nothing there. I didn't look at Twitter. Go to a nude beach? Uh, no. no, he did go to the beach, though. We did go to, we did go to Santa Monica. Uh, oh, we went oh, to... Nice. Um, uh, what was the name Street? of the... What? What just was down the name the of the beach that we went to? It was down just, the road. It was just Santa Monica, wasn't it? No, but it had a, a, a name. It was like some famous person that I can't think of right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Soupy Sales Beach? No. No, but something like that. The Arthur Beach? It was something like that, though. It was, yeah. it was an old actress or actor. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that narrows it down. Yeah. Harry Grant Beach? What? Dude, Natalie <laughs> Wood Beach? What? <laughs> Say it. 
Come on, L.A. girl. Professor Stephen Biggs Beach. What I grew it? up in Orange County. Thank you very much. A lot it's not further, the same. A lot further south. <laughs> they not get, the same. Orange County people get very angry they, when you say I that. Just, I mean, Deb's usually angry, but this. I first, I first got the brunt of that when I visited uh, Orange County with her one time. I was like, how come you, we've never been to L.A., this part of downtown L.A.? It's like, because I didn't live in fucking L.A. <laughs> well, there's, the beaches there's... we went to were Huntington Beach. <laughs> And Balboa Beach. What happened to Huntington Beach? And Newport Beach. Beach. It's wacko down there now. Huntington Beach? Yes. Well, I mean, Orange County's full of ridiculous But Huntington Beach is like taking the brunt. It's wacky down there now. I mean... What was the last time you were there? Uh, a few months ago. Oh, really? Was yeah. anything wacky going on? No. Maybe it's just me. There was a surf competition. Maybe we it's you. <laughs> <laughs> if all the, po- all the symbols point to me, it's mm, me. Maybe it's you. So, anyway. uh... W- what else? We, we went to... Uh, uh, we went to the Peterson Automotive Museum. Uh, the reason I wanted to go there is they have a bunch of TV and movie cars that they... Uh, the actual screen-used ones. They have the original hero car from Back to the Future, the DeLorean Time Machine. And Which was they, amazing. They also have one of only five remaining uh, kit from Knight Rider. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Screen-used. Because all the others were crushed, which is a whole different story. Including car, which is basically a kit. Well, yeah, that, that was just a redress of one of the ones they had on I set. Know. But uh, but it was cool getting to see those. They had one of the original Batmobiles from the Tim Burton Batman. Any of the Supernatural cars? Uh, I don't remember seeing one, but I took a bunch of pictures, so... No, they had um, they had Mystery Machine. Yeah, from, they had Eleanor. from the live-action movie. They had a Starsky and Hutch car. Mm-hmm. Um, and what there was one more. What was the other one? Well, there were so many because it, there was they, there was one where they grouped a whole bunch of them together, and then they had them sprinkled throughout. Well, there the was rest the one the from uh, the the uh, the Spielberg movie uh, Ready Player One. Oh yeah, yeah. There was uh, it was like an armored transport. I don't know why that one was in there, but it was in there. Because it had, was in Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah, they had a uh, they had a uh, uh, Lightning McQueen, which I found interesting. That was kind of cool. But I don't know why it was in there. It's a, it's a real car, but. Yeah, but why? I guess they put it in there for the kids or something. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Right. Keep the kids entertained. But that was cool. That that was only what? We were only there a few, couple hours, right? Yeah. And yeah. then we went across the street to the uh, Academy Museum, which was really fascinating. Like uh, the Academy Awards Museum? Yeah, the, the, the yeah, Motion Picture Academy. Um, we actually got to see uh, Gary Kurtz Academy Award for Star Wars 1977. It's actually in there. They had a whole wall of He awards. didn't have any use for it anymore, huh? Yeah, I guess not. I guess not. But, uh, but they, uh, they, have, <clears throat> they had a whole bunch of different segments. Like they had a whole section dedicated to Casablanca. They had a whole section dedicated to The Godfather. Um, and I, the exhibits changed. They had the so horse head. Was, yeah, they had the actual, because it was an actual taxidermied head that they put. Yeah. Uh, they had makeup on effects nice on pillow, to make though. it look like it had been recently severed, even though it was had they purchased it, I guess, as a stuffed, uh, a taxidermied head. And anyway, uh, but yeah, it that was really fascinating because it, they they rotate different exhibits through the Academy Museum. But can you just they, buy a taxidermied head? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where do you think much. Where do you think they get all the deer heads that hang up in like? Yeah, you, you think they custom. really hunt those and kill them themselves? <laughs> I guess so. <clears throat> they buy them from real murderers. Jeez. Yeah, you you know who does them, Barry? Taxidermists. I want to buy a taxidermied human head. Can I do that? No. Fuck. Yeah. No. Well, Why is everything I want to do 
illegal. Uh, well, I don't know if it's illegal. Because you're sick and twisted. That's illegal. <laughs> well, there's a real simple way for you to do it, Barry. Get super rich, become a billionaire, lobby U.S. Congress to enact a law to make the purge a real thing. And then you can have a taxidermy demon head. There you go. So first goal is become so mega rich. There's a plan. There is a plan. Okay, I'm good with this. Just yeah. uh, start with step one: become mega rich. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah, and then mega you're rich. there. You're you're three quarters of the way there. Yeah, they had uh, hmm. a lot of props and costumes in there too. In fact, uh, I, I sent Todd uh, a picture of the David Bowie outfit from Labyrinth. Oh yes, uh, he was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was quite. I excited bet he was to excited about the cod piece, wasn't he? It, it indeed. In yeah. fact, um, I got a a message back saying, uh, "Thank you, uh, thank uh, thank you for the picture." And then it says right after that, Tara says, "Thank you for sending that bulge." <laughs> <laughs> so. There was a um, there was a, um, an animation section where they had the original heads from Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas, which I found fascinating because all the heads with all the facial expressions expressions. And then they had a sci-fi section, which was uh, super cool. Had this like theater in the round, and they showed clips from all a bunch of different sci-fi shows, which was really neat. And then the original R two D two, the original from nineteen seventy seven, and then the C three PO from um, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, what else did they have in there? They had the original alien head. Dude, they had so much stuff in there. They had uh, the uh, Dave's outfit from uh, two thousand one, his spacesuit. Mm-hmm. They had it was just uh, like. If you were into film, it is something you have to do. And it was only $27, I believe, to get in. And yes. Barry, for you, we went to Philippe's French Dip, which is the uh, the first restaurant in L.A. to serve French Dip sandwiches. So, And Jeff and I both experienced purple um, deviled, or uh, purpled, uh, uh, eggs. Oh, pickled, pickled eggs. Pickled eggs, they're purple. They and pickled then, them in like the same... Uh, so they, they have pickled beet salad, which I, I don't know if it's gross. just a Midwest thing or not. but Beets are gross. <laughs> You're gross. Beets um, are gross. I'll die on that. But day. I guess they take the same, like, the, the vinegar that they do from that, and then they pickle the eggs in it. So that's why the eggs are yeah. pink when they're pickled. And then we both experienced kind of pickled pig's feet. Ew. Ew. Yes, it was not very good. We didn't good. really eat it because, like, we couldn't figure out how you were supposed to eat it. I think you just put it in your mouth and go. But I wasn't about to. I ripped a little piece off and put it in my mouth, and I was... He was just like, nope. It tastes like if you took a ham sandwich and put a pickle on it, and that's about it. Tastes like that. That's gross. Feet are gross. Beets are gross. You're gross. <laughs> you guys had a good time, though, apparently. Yeah, it was a lot, a lot of fun. Of we, we packed a lot, to a lot in. of stuff. It was crazy. Packed a lot of stuff in three days. Oh, and we well, went to... Well, that 15-inch we rectum. For one, one, one last thing. <laughs> one last thing. We went to Walt Disney's his original house in L.A. that he had built, and then we went to the mansion, but you cannot drive up the street to the mansion. Yeah, you can't see drive. the man- mansion from the street. Enough about us, though. Well, oh my God, you guys did a lot. So, so what'd you do? <laughs> well, but they, I also haven't been on in like three weeks. This so is, this is also true. <laughs> yeah. This is true. But they had an almost dandy story there. We went to see Walt Disney's mansion and almost saw oh, it. Well, almost he, saw it. He, he took, almost got he took in. a picture of the gate. There you go. <laughs> I like just right always wanted to see it. Like this guy is like affected every single one of us, listening and in this room. And in you were adjacent way, to his house. I, well, this not, is and, an and at least two of us have worked for the man. Well. The company. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Wow. Adventures in adjacency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least, you, at least you, if you can be something, be adjacent. I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to just, respond to that. Just one. move on. Just move on. Yeah. Okay. So. What'd you do this week? Uh, I He's suffered. He's all out of order. <clears throat> I suffered. 
So uh, my AC went out again. Sorry, what geeky things did you do this week? Uh, Isn't well, suffering I, geeky? Uh, yeah, I sat in a room and I got sweaty and stinky. There you go. Oh, there, yeah. there it is. He, basi- he basically conned out in his house. Yeah, <laughs> you are. You you want some gamer funk? It was here. Uh, it, Bottle it and sell it. So it it got hot enough that eventually Kit was yelling at me. He he'd actually walk into the living room and would just start me me. You're like I know, all right. I yeah, know. Yeah, I know. It, it, it was it was actually very funny. So thank you to Paulette and Matt for loaning me your swamp cooler. Although that was interesting because then the place got yeah. full of humidity. It, so it, it, it gets really humid really fast. Yes, it does, coolers. dude. I could feel it going down the stairs from mm-hmm. upstairs into the downstairs. Oh yeah, you could feel yourself entering the humid layer. It was crazy. Um, so I. think think barry i did geeky things but i'll be damned if i can remember <laughs> now <laughs> the heat done affected his brain the the way i figured out actually the ac was off is i was out and i was out at major mess and uh we had gotten together to uh play some games and uh, poor major meh he was working so hard he got a call to go to Arizona just as we were about to start playing. Ugh. So he had to leave. So Paulette, Matt, Stephanie, and I, uh, we decided to set up Lords of Waterdeep. They brought everything. So we set up Skullport and Undermountain and that. And uh, then, <laughs> then Matt made the terrible mistake of inviting little Steven to play. Stephen is uh, the precocious uh, 13-year-old son of Major Meh and Rumcake. And so he joined us in the game and uh, proceeded to make Matt's life a living hell. He just hit him with, um, you know, uh, mandatory, mandatory quest. quest after mandatory quest after mandatory quest. And poor Matt also drew Xanathar who's the lord where he gets points for the buildings for no for corruption so he had to accumulate corruption but it's kind of you've got to really play the math of the game because Xanathar we read it in the rules does not negate the penalty of having corruption so Matt accumulated like seven or eight pieces, you know, tokens of corruption. And we exhausted the token track. So they were worth minus nine per corruption. Oh, no, and no, the no. bonus he got is only four points. So he still suffered for it. So he's like, I don't know about this guy. And, <laughs> and it was pretty funny. Um, and plus, he got hit with so many negatives. Um, Paulette won with like a hundred thirty-four, a hundred forty-four points, and with that many players playing, that's surprising. She got that high. Yeah, and Matt got thirty-six points. At wow, the end. <laughs> he got fucked. Because there were there were certain points where if you had the least amount of corruption, lose, get minus ten. And stuff like that. Man, and, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Lords of the Waterdeep is a great, easy game to learn and it's well balanced, but. The corruption comes them, from one of the expansions. Yeah, Skullport. The only I'm, expansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah Skullport, uh, I'm not 
super sold on. I yeah. really enjoy Under Mountain. Yeah. Under Mountain has the extra stuff. I was doing well, and I was like right. I was racing right up, and I had planned to drop a bomb on on Paulette and cause her to lose a bunch of points, and then she made a move unintentionally and totally negated it. So, Schoolport, just the new mechanic of corruption. It's yeah. not as balanced as everything else. Well, is. no, I, I I I do agree with that. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. So. So, I mean, that's the major geeky thing I think I've got to report. Because I came home, and Kit was like, meow, meow, meow. And I was like, the room feels kind of warm. I think I'll adjust the AC. And then I saw the thermostat, and I was like, oh, fuck. And then for the next... But I didn't say fudge. Yeah. For the next three days and two nights... It was hideous in here. And keep in mind, people, it's been like 114 degrees in yeah. Vegas for the last week. Yeah, it, 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 we're, we're in the midst of a heat wave, which is not a coincidence, according to my mechanic. And, of course, that poor bastard, oh. he, he's working sun up to sun down with, with, with 20, 30 tickets a day as he's running out to help people because everybody right now with this heat wave is getting fucked. Well, I got a guy so. if you ever need, if he can't make, your guy can't make it out here right away. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I appreciate that. I, I really do trust Rick, and he treated me well on this last run. So it's just, this this has just been, this has been crazy, dude. And it's just so... We've bad. almost broke the record, like... Three or four days in a row. Yeah. For we the did hit days. the record. Uh, we hit the last single Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, we did hit the. At or least, was it Tuesday and Wednesday? At least a single day it's record. It's so weird because we literally just broke the record for consecutive days without a hundred degree yes. day. Yes, and then it just came roaring just right back and smacked us. Kill us. And what gets me is we're not even the worst. No, nope. we're not like even in August fucking, yet. Fucking Phoenix fucking has had Phoenix. Nine, they've had 20 days now over 110 degrees. Yes, they broke and, the and record from 1974. They're hitting they're hitting official 122. Mm-hmm. It's like my I have um, a thermometer here to measure and this area of Henderson is consistently 5 degrees over the official. So when we did hit 117, I was in fact at 122. So I felt over 120 here but officially when some place is officially yeah you know that is fucking hell on earth plus uh phoenix has got a little more humidity than we do so my god i just ugh. so i did some reading but i'm i'm serious i i don't remember (laughs) much from that weekend because that was his that, bane is, brain is baked and oh, not in a good way. Oh, boy, did it get That was kind of like Harvey. When we were in Houston and Harvey happened, we were out of power for like four days. And it you're talking September in Houston. It's and gross. it was hot and fucking humid as hell. And the city was flooded. And, I mean, it was just, it was disgusting. Gross. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Days and days with no, no, no power at all. Oh, God. So you couldn't even use a fan. Yikes. Yeah. We had our all of our windows open in the house. All of, like Jade was around still, so but then all, all the four bugs of us. Get in too. Well, we have screens, right? Oh. So the screens are keeping the, but oh. also just you know it's restricting airflow. Yeah. But um, yeah. we had Jade and the cat at the same time. My dog and the cat, and all of us were <coughs> sleeping in the living room as spaced out from each other as possible. <laughs> get away from me! Get away from me! So you had Snowpocalypse, <laughs> then you had Harvey. Harvey was first, then Snowpocalypse. Yeah. Ah, uh, Texas. Yep. Gotta lo- yeah, a lot of. Gotta fun. love all that freedom. <laughs> <laughs> all that freedom to yeah. suffer. What did we do? Um, well, I was in Houston part of last week, so you did stuff without me. 
I really oh, didn't do a lot though. Wow. I really just played a lot of. I, I tried to catch up with uh, some Hogwarts Legacy. I have not surpassed you, and now you've surpassed me right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you finish the game before I do. Okay. Um. So I I'm can't help stuck. you if you ask. I'm stuck where there's. I don't. It's like I'm down in some area where it's all like marble, and I've got to fight those big tall guys. Oh, so and you're I, early in. It's one of the trials. It's one of the trials. There's three of them, and I am just. Stuck you're in with one of that. the trials. And I'm just stuck with that. And that's early on. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So it's the first trial then, probably. No, I've done like, I think it's the third one. It's the second one then. Because the third one is like the Deathly Hollows. Oh, well, thanks for. Oh, I know. I know. I know what you need to do. Um, uh, it's two things. Uh, get good. Uh, oh. And don't I stop not, sucking. I'm not, I'm not a gamer. I'm really just go. not. A, like, I, I enjoy them. So. Oh, enjoy games. One thing I learned hell? with yeah. this game. You filthy casual. <laughs> is as soon as the yellow halo pops up over your head, hit Y. As Why? soon as, because it puts your shield up. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> See De- what I did there? Deb's yeah, being nice and everything hey. and just pop. Can I can I can I tell you guys something I told Jeff earlier? Is it a secret? Are wow. you gonna tell us a secret? No, no, I just found it I just found it very interesting. What? Mission Impossible. We saw it right after we got back the next uh-huh. day. And I did not know this. This shows the theme track's been around for fifty years. Yeah. And the the first four notes of that song, it's a long, long, short, short dun 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 and it's it's the it's the Morse code for M I. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, okay. 50 years. I didn't know that either. Well, 50 I just years. learned that. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Da, 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 da. I was like, wow, don't, don't tell me you knew that. Don't tell me you knew that, Kirsten. Dude, I, I, Kirsten I, knows I, even, weird know, trivia. I even know who Lalo Schifrin is. So. Lalo. Oh, Lalo. The He's guy the guy who wrote, wrote the, the theme. The theme song. Oh, Lalo. <laughs> Can I give you a little bit of fun fun? I met the guy that played the guitar riff in James Bond, the original, you know, the ding, 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 Yeah. Ding. I was I was just casually serving him beers at McMullen's one day. And I was like, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm a musician. And his name is Vic Flick. And I was like, that's cool. That's very cool. I'm like, your music is in like everything, video games, movies. Yeah. You know, like. And it's iconic. Films. People who don't know James Bond from, you know, uh, Mr. Bean are are gonna know that riff. Oh, and you yeah. know what's crazy? He told me he didn't make no, any money. He made he made Studio Scale back in like 1960. Sure, sure. And then when uh, um, the UK enacted the new law, which is like a digital rights law, that you have to pay people for um, multiple uses of your product. Basically residuals. Residuals. He got paid, Oof. so he made he made some good money. He says oh, I did good. very well, son. That's very good. Yeah, it took a long time. Yeah, that I. I yeah. Yeah, because prior to like 1970, amazing. I think it was, everybody got screwed on that. You'd get paid like one session fee. Sure. You'd go in, you record, and then you're done. I stumbled. And it doesn't matter how many times they replayed your music. On YouTube, I stumbled down the uh, Professor of Rock rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, he's good. He's great. He does these awesome little rock he's, history things. He's almost a little too thorough because there are times where it starts to get... You, you're like, okay... We need to move it along a little he needs bit. A, he needs a little. He needs a little editing tightening. Yeah, he's he's but very thorough though. I went down the research. rabbit hole with uh, Baker Street. Oh, nice. You know Jerry the, Rafferty. The, yeah, exactly. And the song, and they talked about the the sax riff, which basically created the '80s sax phenomenon. And uh, it was funny because apparently there's like a whole argument 
over who came up with it and the guy who, who the sax player was a studio musician and they he was in another session they called him over to do it so it was just like that and you know all the interesting stuff about that apparently the sax guy hates the hearing the riff because even though it's iconic and it's in the song and everything the the sax was a little flat and it's you know not a musician standard, even though it's perfect for what it does. Right. And it, it's just, the whole the whole thing was, and then I actually did Music Geeky. I actually watched a bunch of uh, Professor of Rock vids. I do, I do remember that now, but it's funny how, Darren, those, those things will become so iconic. He was also talking about Cream doing... Uh, 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 Sunshine of Your Love, mm -hmm. which is one of the most iconic bass riffs. And uh, it, it, when he talks about that, and sometimes people, occasionally they know they're on to something, but sometimes they have no fucking clue. And, you know, they're just trying to do their thing, and it takes off and becomes incredible. Yeah, it's great. When, when I talked to Vic Flick about it, he was like, yeah, I was just trying to do kind of like the Beach Boys were popular, and I was trying to do like a surf thing. And the it guys is very were, surfy. The yeah. guys just really liked it, and they threw it in there. So, it is directly, it directly came from the Beach Boys and that whole surf vibe. So that <laughs> well, inspired by inspired by yes, yeah, yeah. So that's funny. Now there, there's a trivia. There's an obscure trivia. Beach Boys related to James Bond. Yeah, it's kind of everything. Everything kind of fits into its pieces. Yeah, for some reason. So what the what the hell did we do? Um. I played a lot of Stellaris. Uh, Stellaris? Stellaris? It's a game. It was released in 2016. Uh, released on Xbox 2019. Uh, and I just I have it on the computer now, too. And it's a... What is it? It's a 4X game. What the hell? Whatever the hell that means. 4X Grand Strategy video game. Where you're uh, like Earth or you're some weird alien species. And you're colonizing and exploring the galaxy and fighting with other... Uh, civilizations it's uh it's deep there's a lot to it. it the games can last for days i like that kind of game you know and it, I, i'm so not it's like civ for space yeah except way more complicated i like it i like the super complicated games because it reminds me of the game twilight imperium that i still haven't broken open and played with you guys <laughs> you know who would not be playing that game <clears throat> this guy i know <laughs> Mr. What? Casual. It's not super easy. <laughs> Barely an Although, casual. I do want to play, uh, what is that game coming out? Starfield? Is that oh Starfield? Oh, God, I can't wait for that game. Starfield looks cool. That like, looks amazing. Looks really cool. We would I, need uh, a new Xbox for that game. I don't have a problem with that. Well, don't don't they come out on the PC at the same time, too? Or? Uh, I'd rather play it on the Xbox. Yeah. Because yeah. I am also a bit of a filthy casual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a filthy casual. Barry's a filthy consoler. Well, I never, I never got into PC gaming because I was like, why, why do you want to sit at a desk and yeah, sit and stare really? at a That's monitor. the problem I have. I, I sit and stare at a monitor all day for work. I, I have problems sitting and staring at the monitor when it's, I'm, I'm not working. Why? I want to get out of the room. I got into PC gaming <clears throat> when I was in high school because we had one TV in the house. And yeah. so if I played on a console, I had to fight with the rest that's, of the family for access to the television. That's a perfect reason to do it. So that's why I played on the PC. Because I basically got, it was just me and my dad on the PC. I basically got out of PC gaming because every time I would get a new game, 
I'd have to upgrade some Your component card, in my computer yeah. Yeah. to play yeah. to be able to card. play the game. Oh, yep. And it's like the game only cost me fifty bucks. Now I'm gonna have to spend two hundred dollars yeah. to upgrade my PC. Oh, I bought computer games for friends, and they're like, "Thanks, Carson. I just had to blow a grand on a new computer." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the way it was going. So I was back in like, the day, you just built it yourself, and you could build a decent one for. Few hundred dollars, I, and wow. that's what I did, like I built, Henry Cavill. Yeah, I pretty much built all my own computers until I bought the editing deck for the for the old ugly couch show, and it was just like, oh my god, like I want to play this game, but I can't play it because my video card, playing. which is only a year old, can't support no. it. So. Darren, you build your own computers? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I do do. He's though. an Apple person. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I like stuff that just works. <laughs> And proprietary. <laughs> it's fine because it just works. Sure. Uh-huh. And I don't want to have to repair it or send it or figure it out. You want to be you different. What, let me are. just tell you a little story. And I'll make it quick. Little story. I bought a Windows PC, the last one I ever bought. This has happened to me before. I had it for about two months. I went to go print a boarding pass for my dad who couldn't figure out how to use a smartphone for to save his life. I love my dad. But I, pr- I went to go print. Printer didn't work. I'm like, I had this thing for two months. So I uninstalled the drivers, reinstalled the drivers, didn't work. I called tech support, Windows. It's not your Windows, it's the printer. Called them, printer's like, no, it's not the printer, it's Windows. And I picked the computer up, threw it in the garage, and I said, I'm never fucking buying another PC ever again. Good wow. story. Yeah. <laughs> and I probably could have fixed it in like five seconds. Probably. Sure, probably yeah. Well, if, it, if tech support couldn't have figured it on either side, I doubt oh. Dude, trust me, as somebody that used to do tech support... Have you tried turning it on and off again? There yeah. you go. Did all of that. The, Unplugged the, the, it, turned it off. And the, you know what? The, the thing that worked the best, throwing it in the garage. <laughs> it, did, it did wonders for me. And I've, and I've never bought another Windows computer ever again. So I didn't do a lot of new things because I'm still reading the same books and trying to get through the same TV shows. But there's one thing I wanted to bring up that I saw today that I'm so excited about. So <clears throat> I was pulling together news for the show and... I noticed that Dimension 20 has started a new D&D campaign, and it's Dungeons and Drag Queens. Oh, my God. What? You have to watch the trailer. <laughs> I was laughing so fucking hard. So hard. Like, so Brennan Lee Mulligan is the DM. He's an excellent DM. Yes. Um, and it is four uh, drag queens. Monet Exchange, Alaska Thunderfuck. Bob the Drag Queen and Jujubee. And oh my God, it was so funny. I Alaska Thunderfuck. Yes. <laughs> you yes. got me just with that. <laughs> <laughs> so for I've, those who don't know, Dimension 20 is available. Um, I think I've smoked that a couple times. Dropout, <laughs> dropouttv.com. Um, and it is, you have to pay to be able to watch them, but oh my God, it's uh, totally worth it. It's totally worth it. They have three episodes posted right now. You could wait until they're all posted and then just watch them all in one go. Oh my god! I cannot wait. It's, I I, uh, I I think that's probably illegal in like fifteen states. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it will be. That sounds amazing. That's probably the point. Speaking yeah. of D and D, the I only other it. thing I did that was geeky was played in Deb's game. So yeah, I, I DM'd go. the Houston game on Saturday, oh. and um, I had a similar. I, so I traveled for work last week, and you know that's tiring, and I work a lot already anyway. So Saturday comes along, I have to. I had prepped the story because when we paid last time, we didn't get anywhere near all the shit I had prepped. So I already had prep story, but I had to prep to be able to play on roll 20 because, Mm. you know, when you're sitting at a table and you've got, 
your mat down. All you have to do is draw rooms, mm-hmm. you know, roll 20. You've got to have that shit prepared. Right. You got to have the freaking monsters they're going to fight, all the shit. So uh. anyway, we don't use it very often. And I'm going to try to like, I'm <laughs> trying to have t- very test maps. So I know like, what can they see? What can't they see? What do I have to fix to make sure that we can just streamline? And I'm not, trying to drag his icon. It's not fucking working. Drag, dragging the fucking icon. I'm like, every time he had to come in and bury his, he's doing the haul. Oh, Deb. Now have you, tr- I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> was it, was turning it? it off? <laughs> was it, is it a Windows computer? <laughs> It is, oh, but that was not the problem. <laughs> it, definitely, it definitely was user error. If you error. had a MacBook, you wouldn't it be worried about user it. Error. it was user error. If you had a MacBook, it, w- it wouldn't work at all. But, yeah. It had but nothing I, to do with yeah. Apple or Windows. It was just a little bit of user it, error. It, I, no, I've discovered that too, Deb. It's like you go long enough, you forget. Yes. You well, for, totally forget how I'm it sorry. Works. This is super, super dumb, and then we're going to move on to news you don't give a shit about. But to drag the icon of your characters onto a map... You can't pick on the picture. You have to pick on their name. How fucking dumb is that? They sit right next to each other. They should be one one unit, one image of thing. That's true. And Those names not. overlap. Yeah. It's she not. walks into the other room. She's like, I don't even know if I want to play right now. I don't even know if I want to play anymore. I'm, I'm done. And if, if, she, if we had the money to buy another computer, she would have thrown this motherfucker into traffic. It was my work computer, so I couldn't have done that. Yeah. If you ever so. want to borrow my Mac, I'll let you. <laughs> Throw, Throw it into no, traffic. Yeah. Um, and there you go. So yeah, so we got to play D. Darren. We got to play D and D on Saturday, but it was not my funnest game hosting because I was in a mood the whole time. So. Oh, I don't know. DMs in a mood that can make for a great game. Oh so yeah, at one where point, people die. At one I point, I see Metallica kill them all. Oh my gosh! So this map. Okay, another thing about Roll Twenty. This map. She's so, holding her head, folks, as she tells this story. Just so you know. There's this cavern. They're in this chasm. Trigger okay? warning. There's a chasm, and. It, every level on the map is like the first one 30 feet and then it's 100 feet and then it's 200 feet so those of who you who play D, we're talking humongous fall damage if they accidentally step off of it oh here we go and so it 1d6 got to, for every 10 feet people. it got to the point where i wouldn't let any of them move their own figures i had to do it because the ledge like on this map half of the spaces they could move through were only half a space they were half ledge half air and i'm like that's difficult terrain Okay, you cannot just move through that space like it's a normal space. So it got to the point where I had to start. At one point, I yelled and said, everybody shut up. (laughs) Everyone was talking over. Oh, my God. It was a day. It was a day. (laughs) Yeah, Deb's 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 a fine temperament for DMing. Oh, yeah. On roll 20. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Usually I'm fine. Usually it's fun. Usually, ask Barry. Usually, it's fun. Usually, it's fun. But I, it was. Yeah, it ba- was Barry. Barry looked in terror and started sweating as he answered that, folks. Ooh, yeah. Usually, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that I'm glad you agree to. Um, we have what is it? Uh, four four people playing. You. Uh, well, yes, four me, but five characters. Uh, okay. Because Barry's playing. Well, he's playing one and a helper. That, that's the thing. We're, we're, uh, I have a helper character. Like Barry a guy and a, and a healer that I'm playing uh, because the group didn't have healers. And we needed a guide because we're in Icewind Dale um, and we don't know shit. So we're playing this this druid. Uh, but I figured, it, I figured, okay, well, I can handle two characters. No, dude, I don't want to handle two characters. It's kind of a nightmare to have to mess with two characters at once in a D&D game. Um, Tasha's uh, cauldron of everything has rules for sidekicks. Mm. 
I encourage people to use them and not just have another character in the game. Um, it's super easy to run a sidekick as a second character if we absolutely have to. Barely Normally, an inconvenience. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> but it, it caps what they can do. Um, it caps their abilities long term too. Mm-hmm. And so it actually made it a lot nicer. It's easier for Barry because she has like three spells now instead of the full druid list of everything right. that she could do. And she's like a fifth level druid. So she was casting you know, the summon creatures spell. The one where you cast like, here's eight wolves. Before, before. Yeah. Wrecking the game. You like, love that. I remember. Dude, no. We got we to gotta put a stop to this. This is bullshit. I'm casting bullshit and breaking so That was game. his one step into, Deb, I think you should do this as a DM. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. No. Otherwise, it's all her. Be surprised that I actually listened to him. Cause, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the sidekicks. It the, helped that the, I was the, saying, the, you have to gimp me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 it's kind of like old school in NPC stat blocks, isn't it? It's just very basic. No, no. They get full stats. Uh, but their but abilities the, over time are gimped. And mm-hmm. you can never get more than level five spells. Mm-hmm. And you only get a specific few. It, it's you get, it's very limited. It's not as many bells and whistles. Not as much levers and buttons to push. It's good. It's a good thing. Right. Isn't there... I didn't read it thoroughly, obviously. Isn't there a rule in there like uh, about elevating a sidekick if a main character dies and you want to... Just make it into a player. I character don't remember, and but you totally could. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think you need rules for that. You could just the DM just could just it. decide to do it. Well, just without just... rules, you get all those DMs who are like, "There are no rules. You can't do it." Why do you need what? those kind of rules? Why do you need those, those kind, kind of DMs? DMs? Are not the kind of DMs I'd like Boom. to play for. Yeah, well, you know, you try going out in the wilderness, find a DM who's reasonable and lets you play cool stuff. Here we fucking go. Barry won't Here even we go. let Lewis play a poor bugbear. No goddamn bugbear. And I couldn't be a kobold. No. I got to get in on this game. I, it's been so long since I played I don't D&D. think you'd have the patience. I do. I'm a very patient person. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Barry, I know you. The, the, the word was, was, was didn't mean to be patience. The word I should have used was attention span. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Oof. Oof. He says that wow. about a few of our other friends, too. So, <laughs> Well, you know, I think I could challenge that, Barry. I think I could. Oh, listen to this. Listen to this. I would love for you to prove that, me wrong. That's, that's, that's clever, Darren, because that's how you get into Barry's game. <laughs> challenge. Just, just challenge him. Just get in his face. I don't think you could handle me in your game, Barry. <laughs> I don't think you got what it takes to DM my characters. DM me harder. Yeah, there he is, and he's like, "Fuck you! You show up next week." But you've got to print your own character. Yeah, from uh, Doppel. And dude, <laughs> and dude, we work in twenty-five millimeter scale, so that's a tiny Darren. Well, I'd that's be... why Jeff doesn't play because yeah. you know he needs a ten-inch, uh, <laughs> ten-inch Jeff. That's right. I do. I do have a three D resin <laughs> printer. It wouldn't be that difficult. There you to do. go. I can do it all day long. Yeah. 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 Build okay. a little tiny Darren and just. Print a mini Darren, yeah. and I will make him the big bad evil guy of this campaign. <laughs> mini Darren? Okay, I mean I'll do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't even mind. <laughs> I know, I know, so I know. Actually, I know a guy that can paint minifigs too. I know a guy too. Yeah, yeah. He usually sits here, but he's getting an ass lift. <laughs> oh. How high does it go? The ass lift? Yeah, all the way up to his chin. <laughs> No, dude, seriously, print a mini of yourself, and I will throw it in the game. Hey, uh, you know what? If I get into it, you know, we could print minis of all of us, every single one of us on the same bed. Oh, uh, I don't know if my self-esteem uh, could handle that right now. Start with one. Okay. All start right. with one. All right. Show me what you can do. 
<laughs> All right, I'll I'll look. I'll give it give it a go. Well, I guess that's time for news you don't give a shit about. Yay! Yay! What? 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 San Diego Comic-Con International has announced that it has partnered with Entertainment Cruise Productions to produce Comic-Con The Cruise, a new experience launching in 2025 that will bring fans and creators together on a five-day cruise experience from Tampa, Florida to Cozumel, Mexico on board Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas. No guests have been announced yet, but Comic-Con promises that the event will attract A-list talent and an array of unique experiences tailored to the cruise experience. Um... Mm. I think the top attendees will be norovirus and COVID. (laughs) (laughs) In geek funk. Followed by geek funk. I think they'll be limited by the ship, and I will tell you why in a second. So this is hardly the first attempt at a Comic-Con cruise. There was Fantasy Cruise, which apparently tried to go in 2017, and it's Fan, F-A-N-2-C, Cruise. Um, S-E-A. Um, guests included Scott Snyder, the late Tim Sale, Frank Miller, Phil Noto, Laura Martin, and some of the cast of Stranger Things. For wrestlers fans, there's also the Jericho Cruise, which features talent from across numerous promotions. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sound most WWE fans make. Uh. <laughs> Comic-Con is unrivaled in creating a community that brings people together for experiences you can't find anywhere else. Added Greg LeBach, executive director of Entertainment Cruise Productions. It's what we love to do, and we have designed Comic-Con The Cruise to be a -a one-of-a-kind ultimate fan adventure. So per the press release, Comic-Con The Cruise is a place where lifelong memories and new friendships will be made, bringing people together over their shared dedication to comics and popular arts. Fans become part of the story with unprecedented opportunities to interact with actors, creators, authors, and more, and see them in settings and showcases unlike anywhere else. It also teases they'll have things like theme party nights with cosplay, Competitive video and tabletop gaming, trivia contests, um, vendors, so they will have a vendor area on the ship, lively group panels, uh, meet and greets, and autograph and photograph sessions. For those of you who are actually curious, the ship. So anybody who's cruised will know what I'm talking about when I tell you the stats of the ship. So Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas. It's one of its oldest ships. It was built in 2003 and hasn't been refurbished since 2012, which is pretty long time for a cruise. And it only carries 2,400 approximately people on the ship, passengers. That does not count crew. Whereas the newer large mega ships carry over 6,000. Yeah, triple, over double that. 6,000 passengers. Sounds so, like the one we went on. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking. The, so here's the problem. Built in 92. <laughs> they're claiming they're going to get A-lister. No A-lister is going to go on a ship that small with a bunch no. of fans who are going to no. freak out seeing them. They're not going to be stuck on a ship that size for five days with them. It's well, not going to happen. I, so I think it's possible that if it sells out, they'll they'll upgrade. And you know what I mean, like. Well, except they're selling the itineraries with that ship, so they won't upgrade oh, because yeah. they'll base no, well, that. No, I'm just saying the next cruise they do, there's a potential possible, upgrade. possible. Because the, the Trek cruise has always been on like the well, older but that's boats. Trek. You're talking Comic Con, yeah, which yeah. is so yeah. it's like us. It's every genre of thing that you can think about. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying is if it sells out, um, I think it, they would move it up to a bigger boat. Definitely, the, the, they're the you're gonna need a bigger boat, set. Kirsten. The itinerary set. How are they going to move no, to no, a bigger no, boat? No, 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 I'm not saying I'm saying the f- the following year. Right, but if they don't bring A-list people, they won't get as many people interested the following yeah. year. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, it's an interesting time I think for Comic-Con cuz like this Comic-Con in San Diego, you know, everybody's well, on the strike. strike and everything. Yeah. It's going to be weird. Yeah. But, you know, I've I've <clears> been on themed cruises before. I went on the Star Wars Disney cruise and that's a huge boat and it was it was packed. It was fun. 
you know, and there was a lot of neat events. I got to meet Pablo Hidalgo, who's the Lucasfilm story guy. You know, he breaks all the stories for everything. Again, that's Star Wars. It's yeah, I know, I, I know, I know. But what I'm what what I'm trying to say though is that if you bring the cash, if if it sells out immediately, uh, Caribbean, what'd you say? It's Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean will be like, hey, uh, maybe we need to put this on a bigger boat next year. Well, that's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but it, she's got a point, Darren. Whereas you have those which were focused on a single, a I, single property. They're try, Sounds like they're trying to do a much broader. And that's why I'm thinking it'll sell out quickly and it'll I don't be bigger. Think it will. I think. I think that uh, it's too broad. It's too broad. I think you're it's not focused. I. I, I also, I, there's not going to be a dealer's room. I think you're. I think you're wrong. I think it'll sell that out. That totally sucks. Definitely, because. Half of the fun at Comic Con is going to the crazy giant dealers room right. and seeing all the all the the exhibitions, all the stuff to buy. Mm-hmm. No, Mile High Comics isn't going to drag all their shit onto the boat, you know. Then again, the last few years of Comic Con that I went to with the dealers room, it wasn't fun because well, so packed. So uh, packed. It was packed. They had their prices high enough that you just didn't want to buy anything. How In high fact, do you think those prices are going to be on a boat? Well, but see, I'm, the reason I say that is because a lot of times you could quickly look up and find it for half the price online, either on Amazon, eBay, etc. And in the past, they'd been willing to deal with you at least a little bit. You could haggle with them. The dealers, the last couple of years I went to Comic-Con, just would not haggle. They're like, the price is the price. Hmm. So I don't want to hear it. It wasn't, it well, wasn't like the good old it. days of, of dealer room. So now, as much as I hate boat. the "quote unquote" good old days yeah. example, but now, now I will uh, argue this on uh, Darren's point. When we're talking focused, we are talking about focused. Even you know, Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever. We're fo- talking focused brands, and Comic Con San Diego has kind of become its own brand. Exactly. So there might be just enough crazy people who love San Diego Comic Con. That this opportunity for a cruise might be something that they don't want to. Oh, I don't think they're going to have problems selling tickets to people. I think they're going to have a problem booking talent. Yeah. And booking the talent that these people are going to want to see. I can guarantee you that talent's not a problem because a, they like money, and they don't. If you pay them money, they're going to be there. So B list, C list actors, of course. A list actors, no. Like the Star Trek depends on what. Well, well, maybe arriving, maybe arriving uh, by helicopter. You know, they'll because a lot of those people come in. That's true. And they That's do they their panel, the and then they get the fuck out. And so, like, Tom Cruise is not going to sit on that boat for how long is this thing going to be? Five-day Five cruise? Days. You know? So that'll be, I think that'll be the one problem for something like uh, big names is because most of those people, they run in, they do their thing, and they're it's usually so, out within really, a you day. You can't really do that on a cruise this, ship. No. And this is the, the other thing that I, like... The best people that tell me their con experiences, they like the little ones with the little, yeah. like Supernatural. We were talking to that girl yesterday. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's they don't even, you don't need A-list. You have, um, you know, Michael Rosenbaum from, from Smallville. Well, I think a lot of or us you have call those actors, though. I mean, you yeah, have, they, you they're know, more willing B, to do B those actors conventions. on Star Trek or B well, actors. Well, they're willing to do that stuff. Well, the, the, the people the big, are willing to go see the them. The big name actors from Star Trek are willing to do their Star Trek cruises. Yeah. I, 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 that does happen. And there are so, actors but, out there that do enjoy being with fans, and there are people that will do it. 
there's they don't all hate their fans. They some no, of them I really know. love. No, I know. Wow. I know that's, they don't that's hate That's not them. what we're talking about. No. It's 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 the it's the lack of amenities. It's the lack of sure. privacy. Privacy sure. and the fact that you can't just get off the boat and leave. Yeah. Sure, but I'm I'm just <laughs> telling you, you I'm just telling you. <laughs> I think a 2400 guest boat is too small for it and I think they'll be able to they can they can upgrade and they will. Yeah. I, that, it'll be small. interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. Yes. I think it'll definitely be interesting to see how it goes. I think it'll be great. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Ooh. James Cameron has expressed agreement with AI experts warning about the potential dangers posed by advancements in artificial intelligence. Uh. Cameron, in a recent interview for Canadian TV, acknowledged the concerns raised by the godfathers of AI, which we've talked about before, regarding the need for regulation before AI becomes a significant threat to humanity. I warned you guys in 1984 with Terminator, and you don't, and you didn't listen. <laughs> I think the weaponization of AI is the biggest danger. I think that we will get into the equivalent of a nuclear arms waste with AI, and if we don't build it, the other guys are going to build it for sure, and so it'll escalate in any way. It's another Cold War. I mean, it's. Do you think for one second that China is not going to not? Well, that's do what it? he's saying. That's yeah. what he's saying. It's, it's like the you, cat's you, already out of the bag. You, you have kind of have do it. to because. Other people are already going to do it, and you have to be the first one there. But you could be developing the end of civilization as you know it. It's it's going to be. I feel fine. Mm-hmm. I I've said it before. I think that AI is going to be like, um, will be like ants to AI. So there's going to be people that get stepped on. <clears throat> that's that's it's definitely going to happen. But do I think it's going to treat us malicious maliciously? I do not. I believe that we'll just be ants. It'll just well, step on us. But then there's the theory, right, where if you give it certain programming to protect humankind and other movies have been done about this, sure. their end result is the only way to protect humans is to like either subjugate them or kill them. Right. Yeah. And, and so they're not trying to be malicious. They're trying to do their direct. Well, if they're programmed by humans, it will kill us because we are excellent at killing one another. So we're also hope, terrible at programming. The hope yeah, is that that's true too. the hope is that, you know, anything is like being a parent, is that you hope that your creation becomes better than you are. And that's literally a hope, though. And there's no guarantees. So you got to say, you know, you got to just, it's already going to happen. There's no stopping it. So the just. You're just saying just let let our AI overlords just take over? Just hope. We should just go and retire to Florida. <laughs> I, for one, welcome our new AI yeah. overlords. That's what you're saying. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no stopping it. So. The hope is the only thing we have, because you cannot stop it. Wow, the the same in in one sentence you've managed to, to contradict yourself. You can't stop it, so all we have is hope. What the fuck? Is- <laughs> hope that it won't kill us all. I think the danger of AI actually is not that it you know rogue AI trying to destroy us. It's Did you see Mission Impossible yet? Is that no. a good AI? is used by well not a good i mean an efficient capable ai is used by a malicious yeah manipulated or you know and well just like you know let's let let me be typical okay just just a typical example folks let's not go crazy about the politics of it but say iran getting an ai developing an ai that can really figure out how to fuck with you know, with us on every level. 
and they can hit us economically, as well as coordinating uh, terrorist cells, as well as economic uh, things, and in all sorts of you know, in all sorts of angles, and just be yeah. a much more efficient uh, tool. Yeah. For doing. As I was just going to say, it goes back to the same old argument about tools and yeah. how the people that have those tools use them. News you don't give a shit about. What? One more. Vanderpump rules. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm care. done already. Yeah, done. See ya. Done. Wow. That's why I brought the story. <laughs> Has officially been nominated for Deb's an rules. Emmy. Can you fucking believe this? I read this and I was like, are you, you got to be kidding uh, me. Yeah. For editing or sound design? No, or? apparently. <laughs> There is a category catering for (laughs) unstructured reality. Unstructured reality television has its own category in the Emmys. Well, that's a load of shit. Yeah. So this year, its competition is shows like Deadliest Catch, Life Below Zero, RuPaul's Drag Race, Untucked, and Welcome to Wrexham. So the fact... Apparently, there was a shit ton of drama. Who fucking cares? Nobody watches the show. And if you watch the show and you're listening to this, you must tell us why the fuck you watch the show because, oh my God, it would just like make my television explode. I can't wait for the I'm AI angry. reality show. But yeah, they are up for an Emmy. I remember the first time I had to, to wait on them and everybody was making a big deal. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? I have never heard of them. So apparently, they, have, they are, after this last season, Bravo's most watched TV episode ever. Can I just ask you a question? Good Lord. What's yes. Bravo? <laughs> oh! It's a television network and you know the answer to that. <laughs> Zinger! Oh my God, I hate everything. Weekend Geek! Woohoo! Alrighty, so I, I do have a few news items, but I made the mistake of going on the lair and asking, hey guys, what would you like us to talk about? Why did you do that? I yeah. know. <laughs> Why would and, you go down that rabbit yeah, hole? Yeah, really. Well, of course... The ever-reliable Patrick Spurl showed up with a comment. Zachary Levi's launching a Chuck Rewatch podcast. What? Now, I think I think I should have been clear. I was talking about the news we're interested in. Hey, and, you know, this I like could Chuck. this could I liked that show. This could go to news you don't give a shit. It's a podcast on the re- It's a podcast. Well, that's, what, that's what Rosenbaum and Well, I was going to say those types of podcasts are really popular right now. Right. Uh, oh. Tom Welling and yeah, I was going to say Real Doctors uh, Fake, Fake Doctors, doctors real, real, friends, real Friends, yeah. Uh, is a oh. rewatch podcast. Oh, uh, Talkville, that's the Michael Rosenbaum Tom Welling one. That's very popular right oh. now. So, I mean I mean, it's inevitable at some point. The Shuttlepod show? Is that one, too? Yeah, uh, Shuttlepod. Uh, Jeez. The yeah, fact that you guys show. know this is even terrible. <laughs> Maybe we should do a Geek Shock re-listen podcast. Yes. You know what? Podcast yes. about a podcast. Let's, let's just, really get mad. Let's just go back to it. You know what, Episode Christian? one. I think you just don't like podcasts. I hate podcasts. That I can't explains think, a lot. Listening to them, <laughs> doing them, monumental waste of time. What are people... <laughs> that This is just dumb, dumb, dumb. You can't see. <laughs> you can't see the look of fear on Barry's face. You can't. You, you can't when see. Deb is grabbing her head as she's remembering the the worst moment of DMing. You know, it's it's just. And you can't see the way Kirsten uses his hands while he explains. Well, that is things. why, like That's a lot right. of these, um, these uh, 
more actors that are doing podcasts also film them. Yeah. Yes. One uh, thing that's really cool as an actor, I've stumbled across a lot, Rich Eisen yes. show. Yep. Um, and he's just interviewing, he interviews all sorts of people, but I stumble across a lot of actor interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and that's actually kind of cool because it is, it's a podcast set up, but they're on a studio. It's being filmed. So it's actually, you know, it's got some funny moments. So. Note to audience, we will never be filmed. Never. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a wonderful idea. Unless you yes. catch us live somewhere. There you go. We'll be filmed. Which happens. We, Jeff and I watched Kevin Smith from outside. Yeah. There you go. On Facebook Live. Yeah. I mean, I think filming, the problem is we'd have to have official setup for that, and we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Just Facebook Live it. Plus, no. We'd, no, I mean, like, you actually... have a location that is meant, like, able oh, to yeah. podcast. Yes. Can I plug something real quick? Custom design studio. What are you going to plug? Jeff, I think Jeff and I are going to start redoing the uh, Build the Enterprise Facebook Live thing. Now that, yeah, we're, he's he's finally got the email that's going to allow him to start buying the parts again. So. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's been, what, a so year and a half? I don't know. Is this a plug premature plug? Plug it when you're ready. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> don't say. I, well, I'm, I'm, ready. I'm, I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. I want to do he's, it. He's ready. We just got to get the I know, parts. I know. Or Dude, right now, right now, you're announcing a project on Netflix, okay? <laughs> Darren, I'm glad Netflix has talked to you about your project. No, I just, I just think it'll be fun to <laughs> film it and, like... Yeah, and, well, and, you know, it will posterity. be. It will be. If you want to see frustration, pure, unadulterated frustration at the size of these screws and the wiring of this goddamn <laughs> thing, come watch it on Facebook because you will get a good there laugh. There you go. I mean, while we're announcing, you know, projects, I'm going to announce a 100-city tour of Geek Shock. There we go. What? Start with who's, Salt Lake, and then we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. know. You got you know. to get to... You'll, you only get one confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Hey, now, what else we got? Now, well, here's one. Now, I'll talk a little bit about this, and uh, where I'm wrong, Jeff will no doubt correct me. So, because Jake Godbold actually asked, can we talk about faith movies getting waivers from the strike? What? Right. So is it's, that a thing for real? It's a TV. I think the one that you're talking about is a TV series. It's right? a, well, there are a couple things, and actually, it's. It's uh, it's in the nuts and bolts of the technicalities of the strike. The strike with SAG-AFTRA and the WGA coming together is against the uh, the Producers yeah. Association, the AMPTA. AMPTP. PTP. All right. This is this is in terms of making the contracts, establishing the basics, as well as uh, the higher up. Things of pay, hours, what they can use. We're talking about AI, likeness rights, all that kind of stuff. Now, the AMPTP does not, is not necessarily a, uh, a part of every production. Yeah. And there are lots of independent movies that actually get made that they're, they fall under SAG, they're SAG members. But it's not an agreement because yes. all of these things are governed by the agreements. It's basically studios that are not represented by the AMP. Exactly. And so, so they can negotiate separate contracts with right. SAG AFTRA. Well, there like are a couple things that are being WGA. produced, though, right? Yes, there yes, are. There, there yeah. is House, a, of, House of the Dragon is still being produced, right? Um, well, well there's a, <laughs> that's a whole nother story there. Yeah. They're using lookalikes and body doubles to yeah. get around some of the stuff while the. Mm -hmm. SAG members. Because basically, it's like union members 
don't go to work. Yeah. And if you find, if you get the union members to do the work and you do body doubles and, and stuff like that and you can play around. You get, most of those, though, are actually, it's like the series, is it a TV series or a movie, The Chosen, mm -hmm. which is a faith-based uh, faith thing. Um, they don't have, they're not signatories with the AMTP. PTP. PTP. Uh, with, with the producers. We get it. I know, I know. With the XYZ. Yeah. They're not signatories with that. It's an independent show. So that you're not – what SAG does when it gives the waiver is it's essentially saying, you guys can work. We're not going to come after you. Because rule one in SAG is never work non-union. And it's like – it's one of the harshest rules in union because it's like ever – whether you're paying your dues or not, whether you leave the union or not, don't ever work non-union. Well, yeah, because if you ever want a chance of ever working again, exactly, you don't do that. Otherwise, exactly, they won't work with you. Exactly. So the whole th that kind of thing, the waiver is you guys can continue to work. Um, you have a similar thing where Caviezel is going around promoting this uh, Sound of Freedom, which is the kind of it's another independent. It's studio. an independent, and it's about child sex trafficking, and it's kind of cute. QAnon movie, kind of Q adjacent, yeah, and it's kind of wacky. But the when they made the movie, it was made. I, what was it? Warner's? I forget who first. But it's supposed to be the distributor. Yeah, they were. It was 2019. They shelved it. Sales happened. Blah blah blah. Original producers, Angels. Something Angel, or other. Yeah, Angel Studios. Or Angel like Studios, because of course Angels. Uh, they got the rights back, oh, and they they that. put the movie out. The movie has come out. Um, it's doing very well for a variety of reasons. I've heard some controversy about that. There's plenty of controversy about it. But the point is, Caviezel is going around right now promoting the movie, like he was on Sean Hannity, right? Yeah. Now, that doesn't get him in trouble with the union because he himself talked about it the a uh, the uh, amxyz actually did not sign on with the movie he actually said they wanted nothing to do with the movie when so there's no penalty for caviezel and others going out and promoting it because they're not crossing a picket line because it isn't involving who is being picketed so that is the general thrust of the whole faith-based movies getting their waivers. Ugh. It's because they generally tend to be independently based, and we're not dealing with the producers' association that the strike is actually dealing with. Well, yeah, and uh, I mean, I should pause for a second to say AMPTP stands for Alliance of Motion, Motion Picture and Television Producers. Yeah. They represent all the big studios as well as some smaller studios. But the thing is, they don't represent every studio. No. So SAG-AFTRA can have contracts with individual studios that still and, that still have like a lot of the basic coverages and of, there are tons there are tons yeah. of different there's animation agreements yes there's commercial agreements there's um various types of feature and live agreements uh to the point that people were wondering because because animation is still going yes, forward and they're they're still covered deb mentioned uh dimension 20 right they actually have halted they're shooting right now because of this strike. 
critical role for the time being is still shooting its stuff because for whatever reason, those two different actual play podcasts are under different agreements. And there are certain agreements where SAG and, and WGA were like, you guys can continue to work right That's now. That's kind of how like Whoopi Goldberg can do the view still, you know. Kind of, sort of, yeah. It's a news Show. Kind of, sort of, yeah, yeah. It's so it, 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 there, there are a number of, there's a whole bunch of rules. It's not like they're just sitting, which is really funny, because when, especially when you consider Sound of Freedom, and the conspiracy and all the nutty stuff behind that, that, it, that you're hearing about that. And then people are like, why are these faith-based movies getting these waivers? And it's because a lot of the major studios will not will touch them. Will not touch yeah. them, yeah. So it's really what yeah. it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, and yeah. So. It's crazy. I hear stuff like they're astroturfing that movie. Like rich like rich people are like buying out the theaters. They have a thing called Pay It Forward. And there is a service where you pay for movie tickets. And then those movie tickets get given to people who want to go to some and it's just like Darren it's just like when a major politician releases a book yes. and you get your you get your groups that buy cases of the books to give away yes. and that that sort so sends their number so it makes it a national best, best yes. seller yeah. even though it's not it, nobody, nobody's freaking buying right. it yeah I don't uh, you yeah. have a rich person buying this, this thing is being comics. attended but yeah a shit ton of its box office has been pre-bought yes. and pre-bade the, the ticket sales do not reflect the people who are actually Which, going to the movie because right. uh, reports are that the vast majority of the theaters showing that movie, you only have four or five people in the theater right. at a time. Yeah, and and it, it's even, all, even like in the Midwest where that is a a thing popular. that would be yeah. very popular. Yeah. It's very sparsely attended. Well, you, you know, I, 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 I who the hell wants to go see a Jesus movie? Well, this isn't a Jesus movie. Actually, it's it is somewhat interesting because there is a guy who actually does go out and break up sex trafficking rings in South America. Okay. Um, but there's controversy behind what he has said he's done. There's controversy behind some of the things he's done because they do things like they'll accept rich people sponsorship in exchange for the rich people going with them on these sex trafficking stings where they then break up, you know, they uh, unmask and uncover people who are looking to purchase children and they reveal them to the authorities and stuff like that but the numbers are kind of wonky the way he does things there's some controversy there there's also like some controversy over being able to prove what he says he's done because basically yeah. he's letting the rich yeah. people go screw the children then he's buying no the no no, no. the, the children no the rich them. people go to try to buy the children and then when the deal gets made it is a glorified, almost militarized uh, Hansen uh, yeah. uh, catch a predator thing. Yep. So, For and a that's, second, I that's, thought you were going to talk about the musical. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually one of well, that wouldn't be too far, yeah. would it? That's actually one of the one of the the aspects of it that people talk about because they're they're actually saying in some cases they don't think the traffickers would have actually agreed to the business. Not quite entrapment, but kind of like, you know, lured. It, 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 you're making you're making them a deal that they could never make in a, in a, in a Exactly, you know, and it it gets it it gets very people very that are so impoverished. That's that like, story is also 
at the end of it, Caviezel does a, I know what you've watched is terrible and shocking, but it is true and it is going on. What's, what's that? Oh my uh, God, that's like reefer madness, <laughs> like the end and, of it. Yes, and he actually gives wacky inflated numbers for like the number yeah. of children who have been kidnapped in the United States for sex trafficking and stuff. I He's just, like quoting. Well, there's all kinds of problems with this. So, Already the Angel Studios is like, is 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 totally so, faith-based regardless of what they're releasing. Mm-hmm. And I just saw a thing online uh, Neil Mac- McDonough is, is associated with them. No, and he's, not a, he's a fucking not wackadoo. Hawk. Don't tell me that. Yeah. I love Neil. Sorry, no. Fucking he's, A. He's, Can I tell he's you? a good actor, but man, he's a little... Yeah. Can I tell you? Like, I had this guy at my bar about two weeks ago. He gave me his card, New America Media. Oh, already. It's and, wow, it's sad. Oh, yeah. And he's like, check me out. And then he, you know, him and I were talking, as I do, and the wacky shit coming out of this guy's mouth. He's talking about there's thousands of doctors that will literally mutilate children's bodies to, yes. for these groomers. And I'm like, yes. give me one. I'm just, he's like, just give me one. And he's like, just Google it. You can find out. Yeah. Like, oh, you yeah. Google it and give me one name. Yeah, and, and he's going to get you from rightwingnutjob.info. Yeah. Um, you know, doctored photos well, that the, Barry could shit in his sleep. What's the the drug that they say they uh, they get in that when those interviews Caviezel and the other guy adre- adrenochrome adrenochrome that they, and that is sick because that goes back to the old school Jewish blood libel yes. shit where Jews you know sacrificed Christian babies, yeah. babies and drank their blood and that's what they're saying these elite bankers it's crazy they're literally going back to this playbook that is yes. fucking 75 80 years old yes and they're milking it and it's yes. people just are so fucking dumb excuse yeah. my language people but. just uh they swallow it up it's it's crazy now this guy has done some stuff but um how much of what he done and what they're representing is yeah and it, god it's funny hearing all of the complaints about the movie theaters well, he's yeah, literally he, like, like I tell people, like, what are they trying to sell you? He's trying to, he's trying to bring himself brand recognition to make himself t- more popular and make uh-huh, himself money. Uh-huh. That's all he's doing. Yeah. Literally all he's doing. He's not selling himself. Well, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. It, it but uh, man, I, I just, there, I just saw a post today. Somebody was like, I went to see Sound of Freedom in this theater. I, I, I normally don't give into conspiracies, oh, but the boy. theater here won't shut off the lights. Oh no. And it's like, dude, I've been to movies where the theater lights got stuck on. You know, it's you just not tell somebody and they nobody is nobody's conspiring to keep me from watching a movie. I remember telling the story of the first time my friends and I went to see the original Batman in the eighties and the fucking thing broke and we waited a half hour and they actually had to start the movie from the beginning again and shit like that. Was it, it the Joker yep. conspiring? Exactly, the, you know. Yeah, the Legion of Doom will not let you see this movie. The other one I heard of <laughs> is that they're turning off the air conditioning just in that theater. I'm like, just in it that doesn't work theater. that way. <laughs> Come on. It's, and it's so funny because everything you hear everyone's got a story for everyone's had you know the yeah. no air conditioning movie you know what and we're the, living in we are living in they live territory it's like, kind of crazy they, they like, live in they, idiocracy they, collide they, they, like, yes it's it's like a sci-fi movie like they got these glasses on and I, they see something we fucking clearly don't well mm-hmm. yeah except in they live the glasses are supposed to be revealing the truth Yes. Let let's. You know what? And that's where idiocracy comes Dude, in. You know and in what? this one, the glasses actually give you a reveal the false. false. They live two. 
they live harder, <laughs> living harder. And, and you put on they the glasses. Conspiracy boogaloo. Yes, and you put on the glasses and it shows you bullshit. Interesting. <laughs> Dude. Except I don't want to see that. Yeah. And then you, then you show the aliens. They're like, okay, we're doing it. We're going to do it the other way. And, oh. Like, hey, honey, you really do look like Barbie with these glasses on. <laughs> What's hello, your hello. stupid conspiracy? <laughs> Write to us at comments at geekshockpodcast.com. And I want to thank our tier one members, Dig Mix Cthulhu Collector, John B., Froyug Soft Serve, Scully, Gil, Multiverse Tonight, Jacob Flora, Sour Matty D., Me Thirsty, Chad Wilson, Sir Chomps, Ambivalent Hoax, Scoopatron, Hylian Scoop, Mandy, and thank you to our generous Kofi Tier 4 members, J.R. Conkel and Deb T., and our amazing Kofi Tier 5 members, Glumly, Mad Martron, Jefferoth, Aussie Matt, who wears the best hat ever at board game night, yep. Atomic Gumby, Kingvald, kudos for your one-off donation again, in which he wrote, I understand why people have a soft spot for Goonies if they saw it in their early years, but I don't understand the clue of it all. It's totally forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone who supports the show, we really can't do it without you, though apparently we can do it without having to look at Torgo's stupid poo-poo face. <laughs> and thank you to our special guest, Quark's most famous bartender. Oh, stop. I, I love hanging out with you guys. Famous so and favorite. Yeah, always good Barry, to have you I can't on. wait to punish Apparently, you on the Apparently, the only field. one Quark's ever had. <laughs> the only one. <laughs> I can't no, wait to punish you on the D&D field, Barry. <laughs> Before I forget. Punish I you with my six-inch mini-me. I, I feel really bad. I neglected to mention this because we bounced all over the place well, with what our L.A. trip. Uh, while we were at the Hollywood Bowl, uh, Darren and I were going back to the merchandise thing to grab T-shirts. And we ran into John Bean Hastings. Hey! So shout out to to John Bean. Bino. Uh, uh, both he and I. Uh, I've 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 only gotten the that he enjoyed the concert afterwards because I haven't had really had a chance to talk to him since we came back. But uh, got to chat with him for a little bit before the concert. Uh, he had seats further down than where we were sitting, but. Yeah, just cross paths. And in fact, I sent a picture to Andy of the two of us just to go look at the people you run into at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, really. <laughs> did he, did he cool. manage to get a shirt? Because I didn't. Oh. Well, you would have if you had just told me what I'm you wanted. Oh. But, funny story, though. <laughs> right the day after the concert, my buddy messaged me. He's like, hey, didn't you go to that John Williams thing? Somebody at the airport left two posters. Darren got all the way down to the front of the line. I went and got in a different merchandise line and got all the way through. And I got to the front. And before I got there, I kept texting him like, tell me what you want. I'm like, right. I'm like 10 people away. I'm five people away. I'm at the thing. I, I didn't know what they him. had. So hey, I wasn't Jeff, sure. How was the parking? The parking was ample. Awesome. Uh, and thank you, listener. If you'd like to support the show, go to our Kofi and become a shock monkey and reap the rewards of which there are many. Visit Kofi, ko-fi.com slash geekshock. And the secret word of the show is banana pants. Our theme song is composed by Sam Heffernan. It's called The Burning Light. You can find it by searching for SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, or Twitch. That's our show. I'm Vlarg. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Quark's bartender. And Deb. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek, where once again, we don't have a Geek Shock breakfast cereal, which, like Torgo, disappoints me every day. Aww. And don't forget, we're going to be at Fan X in Salt Lake City in September. If That's anybody right. feels so inclined to come and say hello. September yes. 21st to 23rd. We already got one person who's going to show up. What would you call the breakfast cereal? Shockos? Geek Shockers? Geekos. Geekos? Isn't there already a Geekos? Sugar-frosted shockies. <laughs> <laughs>
Jeff, when you say Shaco, I think something completely different. Yeah, I do too. Chalky Shaco. That's <laughs> the point. It's a double entendre. Oh. Look By the way, up, folks, kids. Come, come see us in Salt Lake City because we're going to actually at some point experiment and see how close we get to the Mormon temple before Barry bursts on fire. It's, it's literally <laughs> catty corner. It's right it's, across the it's street. It's right there. This yeah. will not take long, and then we'll get back to the booth. Or the, or the Mormon temple bursts on fire. I wonder it's, what they actually, must I think, think of, the, of like Their that. secret security will be like, sir. Hey, I'm <laughs> I'm safe no. because technically I was baptized into the church. So. Oh, I was my. baptized like two or three times. Even though I am <laughs> not, the not Mormon religious church. No, not at all. The Mormon church. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Barry, swirlies in the count. high school bathroom are not baptisms. <laughs> ah, he's funny. He's got jokes. <laughs> Why don't you bring those to the show? Yeah.